Welcome to Under the Ring Pro Wrestling Conversations. My name is Phil Strum, so happy you join me today. My guest this week is a pretty unique one. It's Paul Birchall. You may remember Paul from his WWE run from 2005 to 2010 as a pirate or the Ripper. He was really one of the top up-and-coming guys for a while. He left wrestling, and now here in 2023, making a return to the ring. Recently returned on the NWA Power TV show, first in a talking segment, then in an actual match. I think it's going to be very interesting to hear where he's been, what his goals for his comeback are. So here we go with my interview with Paul Virgil. Honored to be joined today by a man who recently returned to the ring, former WWE superstar Paul Virgil. Paul, welcome to Under the Ring Pro Wrestling Conversations. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. So you've recently returned to the ring. I know you had a match against Gangrel, and you've recently popped up back in the NWA uh, in, in a talking segment and in a, in a match. Let's let's start with something all the fans want to know. How are you doing, and where have you been? Yeah, uh, I'm I'm good. Um, you know, I've been obviously I've stepped away from wrestling uh, quite a while quite a while back, and um, just just kind of. Um, you know, we, we, was was done with the WWE and kind of, you know, wanted to get the rest of my life uh, started and, and going and everything. And just um, wrestling just kind of wasn't wasn't in the plans for me once I was uh, once I was once I'd done the, with the company. So um, just been kind of busy. Uh, you know, gosh, it, time flew by getting careers established and, and that kind of thing. And little bit of wrestling through the years here and there just nothing nothing regular and um yeah just been kind of um busy busy with family to be honest right um, right there was an article on the wwe website years back about you and your wife both uh, getting into nursing is that what the last several years has has been for you yeah so my wife always was and had always been doing you know quite a bit of significant schooling and for me when i was done with wwe um i had already made plans to become a uh, firefighter um and so just kind of led down that 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 medical path all those years of schooling and just kind of one thing after another and just had to be in a very stepwise process and yeah i'm we're both in the medical field i'm a i'm a nurse practitioner i've been that for a number of years now and um just kind of evolved, evolved through the years, just into that, into that uh, role. So that was kind of always the plan was to go that that direction and have sort of a um, you know you know careers at, a career after wrestling basically. And um, yeah, it went went great. So that's kind of what I've been doing the last few years and kind of establishing that. Obviously, the last few years were were challenging being in the medical field that right. uh, during during the pandemic and everything. Um, but um, you know, got through that and everything. So everything's been really good, and just kind of um, you know made the decision to um, dip my toe back into wrestling a little while back, and um, kind of seeing where it goes. And I was going to ask you about with the uh, continuing your education and stuff. Was that through the the WWE scholarship uh, that they were that they had given to former talent? Was that how you kind of got that going? No, I mean, I was already I was already doing a lot of education and had had plans to that was just a little like it's a little extra from them Please. um at the time yeah i mean it wasn't uh, due to it or anything like that i was always i was always doing that in that direction um but you know that opportunity came up and very you know anybody that's done any medical school and it's a small little tiny um <laughs> drop in the ocean i guess yeah. <laughs> at the time 
Um, I, I, so. I, I love hearing those stories of guys from outside of the ring, though, too. You know, the different stuff that they, they, they yeah. do in their lives. Because unless you're in one of the companies full time that's on TV, you're doing something else. Yeah, and for a lot of people, you know, they 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 don't a they they plan for it afterwards, or they they you know they don't they weren't doing it before, or that it's hard it's hard to let go for a lot of them. It's hard uh, to not kind of chase that next thing. And for me, at the time when I finished with WWE, there wasn't um, the amount of opportunities around. Um, I you know I'd kind of come off a, a run there and just decided that I wasn't going to kind of go down that route and chase that step away. And if, and if, um, you know, opportunities came up in the future, then that was fine, but I wasn't going to chase it. So, you know, you've always got to have a plan and, um, you know, some normalcy, I guess, you know, you have that, that life, you kind of want to get back to normal. Some people don't, they, they, they stay in it and everything. But for me, I, you know, I wanted to establish uh, something else and not just be known as um, a wrestler, to be honest. What made you get the bug to get back into the ring in 2023? Um, well, I'm a father of four, so I, um, uh, you know, I, my kids obviously come into it, and you've got to, you know, think about, you know, anytime you're you're getting back into something or doing something like that, you've got to think how it's going to impact, you know, all of that and everything. Um, but what it was, what it came down to was, you know, I've taken, you know, really good care of myself, and, um, you know healthy and 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 fit and everything and I kind of like looked you know following the scene a little bit and kind of looked at you know my time in WWE I don't look back with a lot of um yeah I guess pride is the wrong word but you know I I felt like if I had the opportunity to maybe make uh a different legacy for myself in wrestling you know something I can look back on um and be you know even more proud of i should probably take it and so i kind of you know toyed with the idea of um maybe dipping my toe back in as i say and see how i felt and everything felt great and uh just kind of went from there you know i i initially wrestled first of all back in oh gosh this past september basically because one of my i mean my my, my seven-year-old never never seen me wrestle so that was kind of a reason for that for him getting to see me live and that was a uh, you know a lot of fun for him and then just kind of i guess snowballed a little bit from there and you know you know we're in wrestling but we you know you never really use that lose that itch or want to uh want to kind of get involved again and kind of the um uh, the nwa kind of opportunity came came forth um and if i was going to do it i was going to try to do it on somewhat of a um you know a, a higher level um you know a bigger scale so you know i was I was kind of uh, interested in that when it came about. And I think people, once they hear Paul Burchill's back, they're like, Paul Burchill, you, can, you know, for me, oh, it was wow. funny because I was, I was actually just talking to a friend like the week before that I saw that you had made a comeback and I said something about, you know, your WWE run. And then I went on social media like two days later. I was like, there he is. Like, yeah. <laughs> who, who knew? So uh, just, what, what was the connection with, uh, with, with you linking up with the NWA? Well, I've got a, um, I followed them for a, a while. They've been sort of something, you know, I, I had a number of years there where I really didn't follow anything, uh, you know, and not, not through any lack of interest. It just, you know, life, life is happening and you just kind of get busy like, as you should um, and focus on a lot of, lot of, lot of things going on there. Um, but I've been following it for a few years and was really interested in, and when they first uh, kind of came about, 
uh, with the new company, I was, you know, it's very interesting. And I've got a number of people there at the company that I'm, I'm good friends with. And, you know, I've stayed in contact with a lot of people over the years um, and um, just kind of generally followed it. And it's, it's been an interest. And then, you know, when it was, you know, came about that I was going to be wrestling again, um, I got, you know, I got uh, connected to a couple of people and just kind of one thing later another and some conversations and interest and just kind of uh, back and forth. And, you know, just felt that, uh, you know, let's let's give this a go and see see if this is beneficial to each, I guess. And, you know, it's so far so good um, and kind of came in um, and had a really, really great experience uh, with 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 all the, the guys there and felt very welcome and. Um, I know I, I have been told by, you know, the people I, I knew that were there was just, this is a great locker room. It's a great uh, place. It's a great place for guys, you know, like, like me and, and stuff. And I, they were right. It was, it was great. I really enjoyed it. So, you know, as long as, as long as you're enjoying it and um, it's, um, you know, something that's challenging and interesting, then, you know, why not kind of then keep, uh, keep going forth with it. Uh, a former OVW wrestler, uh, Vic Delicious, uh, mentioned to me, he worked a little bit for NWA too, and he mentioned to me that the NWA uh, locker room kind of had the shades a bit of an OVW reunion because there were so many people who were there in OVW. Mm-hmm. What what kind of an impression did that period, the OVW, have on you in your career? I, um, gosh, I, I, I loved that period. Like, I, I, I think, um, you know, I had a, a time there where I really had a, really good run of things, successful run. And, uh, kind of what I learned at the time we had a, we had a fantastic locker room, you know, it was just very, very together, very, everybody sort of after one goal, you know, a lot of guys were there when they obviously signed with, with, with WWE, but you were, you were focused also on, on what you were doing weekly. I mean, we were working, working four or five days a week, uh, on these live shows, you know, putting time in and just did the, the learning experience is fantastic. And then, you know, for me, for myself uh, to get to be down there and, and you take on the role as a locker room leader and, um, you know, helping kind of, I guess, running, running shows and running the, running the, the, the place down there with, you know, the, the other people. And it just was a great experience. Um, so enjoyable. Um, you know, when I first came to the States, it was, you know, quite a shock. Uh, culturally, it was a lot different than I than I thought it was. But I've become I've become very uh, very comfortable. Um, and you know, with it being based in Kentucky, I'm a uh, I love from Kentucky. So we um you know we we had a great time down there, and it was just it was good. And it, it, the really uh, the TV show was was great, well written. Um, got to kind of learn to kind of be a champion down there, and you know what that what that involves, and working with some great guys and. You know, just had a had a time of my life down there, and and the scene uh, in WWE developmental has changed so much now. the The way that things have evolved over time, with the the start of the WWE Performance Center and all the different coaches they have there, their their television show isn't on like a local channel; it's on network uh, cable now. The NXT brand. It's kind of wild to see the ways that that yeah. whole uh, program has changed over time. It is. I mean, you can look at NXT, and you know, no one that was has been involved in like OBW over the years will let anybody knock their, their local show. Cause it was, it was great. And it, and you see what it produced, yeah. you know, it, and I'm not just talking, you know, the, the, the main 
stars that you know roll off the tongue there were a lot of guys that came through there that cut their teeth there um it was a it was it worked it was successful um you know i think the, the culture was a little different um to i imagine what it is now where you were kind of um kind of counting down the clock because you knew as a as say a developmental town or somebody that was trying to get to the main roster, you know, you, you were kind of on, on the clock a little bit of, of getting things going. And I guess the communication wasn't quite the same. You were more, you know, focused on, I've got to get to the main roster um, as opposed to I'm here now, let me focus on this. Like a lot of people are in NXT, you know, they're, they're NXT superstars, I guess now, um, almost before they're WWE superstars and everything, you know, it's like, kind of, there's a, there's a difference there. You know, when you're on the main roster, you're a, you're a WWE guy when you're in NXT or OVW, you're an NXT guy or OVW guy. I think, uh, when you're, when you're down there, you can, you, and, and you're not focused on and kind of almost, almost job scared, I guess, um, yeah. you're, you're able to on on the time on what you're doing then and that's what you're there to do um, and so. now they really get to establish themselves as you know they're, they're establishing a following before they even get to ron smackdown what's funny with that with you is that i vividly remember seeing a clip i mean it was early you know 2000 so maybe not the best video on the internet but a clip of you doing the c4 the walking the plank which i think fans now probably know as the spanish fly but yeah. you were you were probably the first guy i ever saw doing that and was, yeah, it, was, was it your style at that size that kind of opened the doors for you getting into wwe i think it had it you definitely had something to do i definitely you know impressed some at the time of you know it was very quickly that i wasn't kind of working in that that style um and you know you have to you have to you have to also always think and remember that you know when when you're wrestling you're you're you know it's it's not really I mean yes it's it's what you're doing between the ropes everything's got to be good and slick and you you you're the best as you can at your craft but you're you know you're learning to tell the story and honestly you know one of the things that I main things I learned in 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 OVW those those years was you know the story of the match and what you're trying to convey is more important than what you're actually doing and I still believe that then that's that's very much that ties into uh you know the the, the like the, the current NWA uh um show really where you know it's about storytelling you know can can someone can someone put turn on the TV and know who is who and say what their role is immediately you know a lot of the time nowadays you obviously can't do that um and you know the athletic performance in a match is stunning you know what you see these days i just at the time you know i'd had a i'd had i you know i'd always been very athletic and i'd had an athletic background i was very agile so kind of was able to work that into in my style and everything and, and then over the years had and tamed that down different injury you know an injury kind of grounded me a little bit so i kind of had to um you know go a different route so i just you know i'd Kind of made a decision at one point when I was in WWE to um to just kind of uh, turn up my aggression just because I I wasn't um I wasn't doing the amount of flying around or anything like that and, and learned that that was more effective in conveying what um, I was trying to uh, convey at the time. Yeah, and I think it's interesting too. I think NWA for where it fits into the 2023 2024 kind of uh, wrestling industry is more of that 
storytelling and maybe not so much of an emphasis. I mean, you look at every wrestling company nowadays, you're going to find great people and great performers yeah. everywhere. Mm -hmm. But yeah. it's can you can you connect an audience to what you're doing and not necessarily can you wow them with, you know, the moves? Yeah, and it's it's about for I think for people is finding finding what works for you don't try to be some don't try to be something that you're not or something that you're a, um, a watered down version of something now the 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 like i said the athleticism and the, the talent of, is it's is incredible it's a it's a completely different um industry and different company in the, the bigger company uh, like a, a wwe or something else than than when i was there or anything like that that and that's not to say that anything is better and worse than the other but these days you know i think the nwa product works well and it, and like with anything it's not going to be everybody's cup of tea i guess is the best way of putting it but um we don't have a lot of time in our lives in general and everybody's got kind of a short attention span um you know a three four five hours of wrestling each week i i don't know many people that are established with families or people that were watching mid 2000s and uh, have that much time to really digest and watch and pay attention and follow but a 45 minute to an hour long show where you can switch it on and i'm gonna see some some good solid wrestling and i'm gonna see men hitting each other and tough women and tough guys kind of really kind of looking like they're they're fighting and wrestling and for me you know as a fan i'm sure if i were just watching that would be appealing you know i i uh, in talking to some of my um my peers at uh, nwa you know they you know kind of very much um emphasize you know it's we try to try to um bring across that it's it's some grown men fighting and that would be appealing i feel to the guy sitting there at home uh you know who doesn't have six hours a week to watch uh but wants to get his fix of wrestling and wants to sit there with somebody that uh say isn't as attuned to wrestling as they are and be like yep this is this is this is wrestling like the nwa always was what did you enjoy about being in WWE in your years there? Um, the, the camaraderie, the, 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 the locker room, the, the, the friends I made, um, you know, it's at the time as with a lot of people there, you're very focused on staying there as opposed to enjoying the moment and uh, almost stepping outside of, what, what the norm is to basically stand out and I think at the time you don't stop the smell of roses enough and I think a lot of people will say that and you know uh, you'll always hear people saying about their time there they, they enjoyed it or they hated it or this and that or I didn't get an opportunity now there's there's plenty of times where you know you look at someone there and you're like well that person they got you know they got the the rocket straps are moving all the way and this person why couldn't they see what a star they were or why didn't this person get the opportunity there are times where you look at people maybe they were a star somewhere else and they're like why are they not seeing it in them why 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 are they kind of um 
you know, hamstringing this person and not not giving them the amount of um, exposure that they should. But honestly, by you being let in the door each week, you get an opportunity. And I think at the time, um, the the culture for a lot of people, a lot of us, and I'm sure it still is, is I just need to stay here and try to try to try to maintain my my position here and 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 do what I can as opposed to wow this is where I am how do I step outside of uh the norm and what's outside of my comfort box and and stand out and but you know there's that that thought of like I don't want to stand out too much I don't want to be too different um and in case you know it upsets the wrong person or and I'm sure it's like that in most companies or anything but um it was um it was definitely you know the 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 people i met and the uh relationships you know i forged everything um and then afterwards you kind of uh look and you're like wow there's a lot of travel and you know i probably didn't um take in pretty didn't appreciate some of the cities and places i went to enough you know because you were kind of in and out and you kind of get in this rhythm of if it's very weekly and it becomes this this just slog um for a bit but um definitely you know the different different characters and relationships I, I made. Yeah, were, definitely. Uh, very interesting. And uh, so you find out you're becoming a pirate. Obviously it's very memorable for fans who were watching back then. You get that persona. How do you approach something like that and make it work for you? <laughs> well, at, at the time there was uh, not, it wasn't quite as easy to uh, get all of the, uh, attire that you would need but i was it was i sort of came home was like yeah i'm gonna said to my my wife that i said i'm gonna be a pirate this is the idea and then she just went to work for the next week calling gosh museums and all these different places to get the apparel to try and put this thing together um it was kind of you know with with anything like that and guys will tell you that it was kind of down to you to pull it together and um you know turn up with it kind of ready to go and that was a interesting time and quite challenging to switch almost in the course of a week <laughs> completely 180 your direction and your look and come up with this uh this new persona so it was kind of challenging um but um and again with very little direction you weren't um you know it wasn't like it, it, it in terms of a lot of things with my time in the company you were very i guess overproduced you were kind of relying on this uh brain trust to kind of come up with things that weren't you um and um it, it, it there were times though where it was kind of all down to you to kind of pull something together without any kind of um guidance and hope that it was what they were wanting so that was always that was always kind of a a, a concern that okay is this what they're wanting is this you know what i'm doing i remember the first time i did the um the first uh, backstage skit um uh, Mr. Man pulled me aside. He's like, "Well, it's it's uh, really good." I said, "But it's um, it, it's a little too funny." And I, I look, and I'm, I and I literally looked. I said, "I'm just as a pirate, and there's midgets. What what cannot be funny about this?" Um, he's like, "Oh, Stone Cold Steve Austin was uh, he was serious, but then he was funny." And I just I go, "I'm just as a pirate. Like, what, what are we doing here? Like, is this?" Am I really taking myself that seriously or have I kind of cracked a little bit? <laughs> sort of, there was always this kind of like, what is it you want here? You know, yeah. so if I look back and there's things I, I, I would have done differently. Um, 
I, I, I would, I, I, I enjoyed it. It was great. I'd love to have gotten, it was meant, it was going to evolve in a more edgier kind of look and character at the time. And, um, it just kind of, um, it, it, um, you know, it, I, it, I could have evolved it more and we could have evolved it more and everything, you know, it didn't hurt that I, I, I pretty badly injured my knee on the day that, uh, we were debuting the character in the ring when I was showing, um, I was running through my entrance and I, um, I blew my ACL and MCL out, uh, just doing a, uh, a run through on my entrance. Uh, so that, uh, that night was really interesting, uh, with, a with a destroyed knee and then kind of went along from there, you know, and was, uh, you had a, a conversation, uh, that, that evening with, uh, uh, somebody higher up in the company of, uh, well, you could go get your knee fixed, but I can't guarantee the spot's going to be here when you, when you, uh, get back. And I, uh, that kind of t- told me enough that I should probably just, um, you know, bear with it while I can. So to this day, never got the knee fixed. And I was uh, super thankful for that, uh, for that advice at the time. Uh, so if you could have chosen that. what version of you was presented to the North American audience, what, have, what would you pick? Would it be more of uh, what the Ripper was? It was the Ripper when I was in OVW and I was the heavyweight champion. That was what we were going for. And, um, it, um, there were a couple times where that was what I was going to do on ECW, um, and a couple of different ideas and almost, uh, ones that almost happened and everything. And, um, that would have been a, uh, that would have been a perfect, uh, way to present it there. You know, it was a very kind of, you know, use the word tweener type character where, you know, it was more, and, um, you know, I remember, um, talking to uh like al snow uh back back when i was there and he said you know whether you're a villain or a good guy so there's circumstances so it was it was kind of week to week it just you know then just knew when my music hit you know it's going to be a bit of it's going to be a war so it kind of uh got pretty over with the crowd and kind of connected with people um and people kind of like that um that more just ruthless person and um that would have been a really good way to uh representing myself um but um you know they just had other other directions and everything so but it was an enjoyable time and i really enjoyed enjoyed wrestling uh during that time any thoughts on the run with katie lee she's someone i always appreciated as a talent but i feel like the time when she was popular wasn't exactly right maybe for women in the business and women's wrestling you know when um you know you you kind of on the roster and it's, it's easy to get lost in the mix at the time and it very much is always a case of um you know when when you're just there and you know you, you gotta remember as well you've got say i guess writers pitching ideas and everything but there's a you know there's there's people at the time that are the people that they're pushing or they're being told to push they're doing this you know there were different opportunities and it you know definitely through put some really good matches together and really got a good run of things i was very eager to get um, actually onto that ECW brand, because I felt like it would be a better, um, it would be a better um, sort of um, canvas uh, for, for presentation, as opposed to being on one of the other shows where you were very limited on your time, um, and I was getting lost in the mix. I felt, you know, I felt I, if I could get given the time to 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 uh, have time 
uh, in the ring on, on TV and then also promo time and more character development of fleshing out that it would, uh, it would be beneficial. And it was, it was, that was a great move to go there. I just wish, um, could, could have kept it, uh, kept it going and the brand had been keeping going. Um, I think a lot of the time they, you know, they, things would switch and one week you'd be like, well, actually we're going to do this and we're going to move. But I definitely had a you know, pretty serious conversations with them during my time there where they were like, you know, we've had meetings and you are, you are, you're definitely um, being pushed forward. And I was going to move a brand and get in the, get in a, a different title picture. Um, but I think, you know, things would always change and, 180 at different points and everything and you kind of didn't have a lot of control over that at the time but again you always look back and you're like gosh what could i have done differently how could i have presented uh things differently or how, how who could i have you know who could i have pitched this to and did, did i push enough and you always look back and you're like well maybe i could have done this 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 and that and you know you're always going to have um you know hindsight's always 2020 and everything but in the time you know, i don't think I, I i didn't use my my time there but you need you always look look back and like mm, I could have maybe done that differently or or worked on that and everything I don't think you were at the time of thinking like that again it's more of a case of like I'm here how do I kind of stay here and you know what 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 does this look like so yeah. it's interesting but all right, we're going to move on to something we call the three count now it's going to be three quick questions and your answers uh, so first question who is Paul Burchill's favorite fictional pirate <laughs> <laughs> uh, probably, you know, having young kids and time for we Jake and the Neverland Pirates. And yeah, that'll probably be my, my most popular at this point. <laughs> nice. Second question. Uh, what, I, what is the, what, go ahead. Sorry. I don't really like pirates. Like I'm not like into pirates. Like it's never been a, a thing that really interests me in any way whatsoever. <laughs> it's just this, ironic. This can, close, this can close the door on the pirate era now. Um, Second question, what's the strangest place you've ever wrestled? Gosh, um, we think, um, you know, we've all got, especially uh, coming up through the, the the British scene and that, there are just some very, very interesting venues. And obviously anybody that's uh, wrestled over there knows about it, the holiday camps there or where we cut our teeth, where you're just working. Gosh, you were working up to 10, 10 times a week at these holiday camps where these people go on on in England on vacation uh and we always hear you always hear the butlins and uh always interesting you know I've, I've more more than enough times gotten changed in the uh kitchen of a of a miniature nightclub um very very strange and I remember being in Algeria and uh we were in a big stadium and wrestling in a kickboxing ring and oh gosh that was just if you ever wrestled in a kickboxing ring it's a lot harder than a than a wrestling ring and that was quite an interest especially as my opponent had a not a great stomach at the time and it was trying not to take any bumps so of course muggins here is taking all these bumps on this like almost concrete floor and uh it was a real time there but yeah the, the holiday camps were always super interesting they were just it was a great experience and gosh a good way to cut your teeth it really was it was a fantastic experience i've wrestled in some stranger places than that but I, I just there's been so many and so many situations and anybody in wrestling you know the stories that you can tell that people that are not involved in the business just their eyes are just wide open just think 
this is crazy town. You know, you're like, yes, it, it is literally like crazy town. It's like we're the island of misfit toys sometimes. Very nice. And then the last question, if you had to show someone three Paul Birchall matches to introduce your work to them, what would you pick and why? I'd probably pick my next three matches, actually. Um, I'm, uh, I'm definitely um, really excited about, uh, you know, the next few months, kind of what, what's coming up. Um, and I really um, feel that um, my style and what I'm doing will be different than what we're seeing a lot of right now. Um, I, I really have kind of um, tried to, uh, you know, do something different. My presentation of myself, um, how I work in the ring, um, and how I come across is going to be different. And it's myself. You know, I am a. I'm not going to hide from the fact that I'm a. I'm a. I'm a father. I'm a very proud family man, and. You know, I'm coming off um, a career as a firefighter, paramedic. I'm still in the healthcare field. Um, I came off a very difficult time during the pandemic doing, you know, 72 hour shifts at times as a firefighter because we were just getting decimated at the time. Um, as opposed to somebody telling me that, oh, this is what you're going to be or who you are. I'm just me. And honestly, this is about uh, creating a new legacy for myself. And um, I'm pretty excited. I am so excited that you're back. I can't wait to see everything that you do. And um, thank you so much for joining me today on Under the Ring Pro Wrestling Conversation. I'm so glad we got to do this. I appreciate it. Now I get to go um, wish my two-year-old happy birthday. <laughs> happy birthday to your daughter. That, that's amazing. Exactly. So it's going to be fun. But I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Um, it's, uh, it's always fun to kind of talk about stuff. You know, there's always so much to talk about and you always, you know, you, you always get like a small little snippet whenever, um, you know, you talk about these things. Yeah, definitely. Thank you so much. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks again, everyone, for joining me today on Under the Ring Pro Wrestling Conversations. I'd like to thank Paul Birchall for joining me today and taking the time to explain his comeback. Check my Twitter at Under the Ring for the latest guest announcements and have a great week, everyone.